Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome to episode 21 of the Zach Wheeler Has Already Signed, apparently, podcast. Uh, oh, wait, that's not it at all. Uh, anyways, I'm, of course, Matthew Braun. Who am I talking to over here? Yes, I am Cooper Carlson, and this will be the Zach Wheeler episode, obviously, because that's our guy, so we're going to go all in on Wheeler. Yeah, well, he's been our guy, and uh, he's been everyone's guy, kind of. It's interesting. Cause, I claim uh, well, you claim them. Okay, well, go ahead. Have whatever that entails. But, yep. uh, you know, it's interesting because it feels like there's been so many rumors regarding interest in Zach Wheeler. Like, not a peep regarding Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. Not at all. Yeah, isn't Wheeler not represented by Boris? And well, that, that might play a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we can talk about Boris until the cows come home. We all know Boris, but uh, so that is I mean, you can, at the same time. Yeah, cause like I was gonna, never mind, I was gonna go on a Boris tangent, and we'll do that later. <laughs> oh, let's not. We have, no, I'd be so down to do it later. Just uh, oh, okay, good. now, but just just oh yeah, but it, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like Zach Wheeler. Yes, he's a very good pitcher, and he has the potential to I think be even better. Let's not ignore that Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg are already elite pitchers. Like I've. Right, team but automatically like assume they're gonna sign with any someone else, and they're just like, all right, so we're gonna focus on Madison Bumgarner and Zach Wheeler, and they're like, hey, we're still here. Like, <laughs> no one's signing us. Yeah, I guess I just really don't think the Twins are going to get them. I mean, it's not like you know cheap pullout or anything, but the yeah. Yankees or the Angels or the Astros or someone are gonna or the Strasburg's going back to the National Nationals, I think so. But yeah, I'm just and I think Wheeler is uh, Garrett Cole in two years anyway, so why not just get that done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that meme. Well done. Uh, but it's, it's not even like on the twin side. This is like a baseball wide thing. Like oh, I suppose. Other than other than like whenever the MLB account tries to push you know Garrett Cole to the Yankees, like the shills they are. Mm-hmm. Like yep. uh, Beyond that, like it, it's just like assuming it's like I think the Angels are interested in Garrett Cole. We haven't heard anything. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you're right. I guess there hasn't been any, because you'll see the uh, the articles that come out all over, just there is slight interest for Zach Wheeler, but I guess you haven't seen any of that for those guys, and really, Wheeler is one of the only ones. I don't think, I haven't seen much for Mad Bum or anyone, or Ryu, or any of the guys. Everyone wants Wheeler. Yeah. Exactly it. It's kind of interesting. Wheeler's probably loving this. He's eating it up right now. Oh, definitely. But yet he's still asking for five years like eighteen million when he could be asking for I don't I don't get it. Well could we go we'll, we'll one get plus you think. Right. I'm we'll get into the nitty gritty of that a little bit later. We let's not get ahead of ourselves. So we have a I actually do have a, a fair amount of things to talk about in this episode. We'll be talking about Jake Odorizzi 
signing his qualifying offer what, and what that means. Uh, of course, Zach Wheeler rumors, which we uh, implied earlier. Uh, we're talking about the White Sox signing his money, Grandall, and their potential aggression this offseason. Uh, Moving on, we'll be talking about the rumors, slight rumors that have come out with the Twins kicking the tires on a number of players. Uh, we'll be talking about the potential C.J. Crone decision coming up here in a few, uh, yeah, basically a week or so, actually. Uh, the 40-man roster additions that were made just the other day, who was added, who wasn't, uh, what intrigues us. Uh, and then the not yet official, but soon to be official, mm-hmm. probably twin signing of Blaine Hardy to a minor league deal. Uh, Darren Wilson announced that last night that they're moving closer to, and that's definitely one of that language where it's like, all right, it's about <laughs> to happen. So uh, we'll get to that. And then, of course, fan questions, because we have no other baseball to look forward to afterwards. So uh, that's what we're talking about this episode. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, we got a lot of stuff for a uh, November 24th episode. The C.J. Crone thing kind of just jumped up. I looked at the date today and went, well, that's happening soon. And So, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. I didn't think we'd have to, but since we record every two weeks, we definitely do. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. And the rumors will be Wheeler, Bumgarner, and a couple surprise guys, position players I heard about that I didn't really think would be uh, for the Twins, I guess. Of course, you're referring to Josh Donaldson, Todd Frazier. Oh, of, of course, yes. Todd, Todd Frazier really, uh, I forgot to say their names, whoops. Todd, Todd <laughs> Frazier really jumped out to me. I didn't see that coming at all. I forgot he was a free agent. Well, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but yes, uh, we, yeah. we'll be talking about that. We, I, we're just so full of energy, just want to jump all over the place, just <laughs> talking about everything, but... Uh, the first order of business we're talking about, Jake Odorizzi signing the qualifying offer. A bit of a surprise to some, not much of a surprise to others, but uh, one of the few times, I think it was him and Jose Abreu signed his qualifying offer, mm-hmm. then Abreu just signed his extension. So basically, in, in essence, uh, Odorizzi is the only one to sign the qualifying offer this year. He'll be making $17.8 million in 2020. And then he'll theoretically either be a free agent or the Twins will sign him to a long-term extension. Yeah, it was, I don't think I was surprised when it happened. I kind of expected Odorizzi to be one of the guys to accept it. I expected him, Will Smith, which didn't happen, and Abreu, and two out of three were right. But, yeah, Odorizzi back one year, 17.8. He was, I mean, that helps a lot for the Twins. He's solidified now as either the number two, hopefully the number three. You know, hopefully we can acquire someone better, but... I mean, yeah, it helps a lot to have this guy solidified in your rotation when your only spot was Jose Barrios. So. And he had, <laughs> as we all know, excellent year last year. Maybe he can build off of it. So it's good to have him back. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, just it was, it was nice having him sign, just fill up a spot. So they were looking at adding three starting pitchers and not four, which would have been a, a bit ridiculous. So it is, it is interesting. Uh, the thought crossed my mind, and it was confirmed, that he is now the – Highest AAV contract in Twins history. That's not Joe Mauer. So, oh there yeah, you go. yeah. One year qualifying offer happens to be the highest, con- the largest contract in Twins history in terms of, in terms of average value. That's something. Hope that better be changed this off season. That it certainly says a lot. I don't think any of it's good. So, uh, <laughs> but it does say a lot. Yeah. I. Was Ma- what was Mauer's 
average. Do you remember? I guess I don't. Well, Mowers was in like the twenty, like twenty two or twenty five. That's why I said it was the highest one not named Joe Mauer. Oh, uh, I think said okay. Never mind. My bad. No, yes. no. Then yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mauer, Mauer was a bit higher, but the other one. I mean, everyone else on the list, I don't really want to name because then you got the Ricky Nolasco's of the world, and you're like, well, now this is just depressing, isn't it? <laughs> You don't. You didn't like the Nolasco. You didn't like him on the Twins. You didn't like that. I. Time. I don't even. I don't even want to like do a bit like we normally do. I don't even want to do a bit about that just because it pisses me off so much. Yeah, but like the rotation though, it was solid with a uh, Pelfrey Correa. We don't have to, of course, go on a bit, but Nolasco, uh, Correa, Pelfrey. Kind, uh, kind of feels like you're already in this bit right now. So. Uh, there was oh uh, one more. What did Worley and um. One, uh, that's. I think that's all I got. That's all I needed. All right, you done now? Can we move I, on? I am. That's my best. All right, you done, you've had your fill. All right, that's good. So, Jake uh, Odorizzi. It was a uh, one of the few rare times where it was one of those things that happened where like every Twins fan could come together and be like, "Yeah, that was a good move." Yeah, you know, it was like the Nelson Cruz signing. Yeah, precisely. Everyone's like, "Yeah, this is excellent." Yeah, it's like we got got a starting pitcher back. Cool. So there's that. Now we can finally move on to the part everyone wants to talk about, the Zach Wheeler rumors. Because, uh, oh, boy, have there been a lot of them. So uh, where do we even, where do we even start with that? I guess we right. start with what you brought up the uh, – you brought it up earlier, mm-hmm. and it was kind of circulating on Twitter a few days ago where Darren Wilson straight up said, uh, if you give Zach Wheeler right now today, you know, was well, a few days ago, but you know, I think it was Wednesday. If you give him Wednesday, offer him five years, eighty-five million. You will have Zach Wheeler for five years, eighty-five million. He will sign that contract the second you give it to him. And uh, that, to me, feels low. Does it not? I feel like he could push yeah. hundred. Could he not? Yes, I was thinking the same thing. He did announce it was closer to ninety because it was he wants the qualifying offer over five years. And if that could be done today, I'm. Honestly, surprised no one's like willing to do that. Like White Sox or Twins or anyone else, because everyone wants Wheeler. And if he doesn't even want twenty million over just five years, he'll be thirty-four at the end of that deal. Like, is there really that much risk to add a fifth year? Like, what I think teams are doing is waiting till he drops down to a fourth year. Which, why? <laughs> just go get the fifth year. Guarantee you'll get him for not that expensive. The qualifying offer really for five years. Like that won't hurt, especially if he's as good as last year and better, which he is very likely to be. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's unusual. And uh, the the other thing about Zach Wheeler that I think makes a lot of people covet him is not only – I mean, you look at the pure stuff and you're like, my God, how is this guy not Garrett Cole? What are the Mets – are the Mets even, like, doing anything over there? <laughs> so there's there's that aspect. There's that other aspect you mentioned. You know, after a five-year deal, he's only be 34. It's just that he's going to be 29 at the start of this next right. year. For free agents, that's free agent pitchers, especially. That's pretty young. You typically are looking more at like 31. 30, like uh, I believe Kyle Gibson's 32. I think Odorizzi's having in his age 30. You know, that's kind of more what you're looking at. Not for Zach Wheeler. He's on the younger side, which is why, like you said, I'd be more willing to give him that fifth year. Just like, okay, you're not going to be ancient by the time this contract ends up, you know, only 34. So I'm I'm willing to take that risk. Oh, yeah, me too, definitely. And it's not like we're signing him 
for his potential, which is like, of course, that's an upside. Like, he can certainly get much better. I mean, everyone sees it, I think. But he was also 15th in F war among all starters last year. I mean, that's a really good pitcher at 4.7, tied for 14th, actually. So, he, you know, it's not just going, well, we're going to sign this guy for $18 million and hope he turns into Garrett Cole. Like, the player he is right now is is worth the amount of money he'd be paid. But teams are scared to go spend money, and that's been the case for the last few years. And, you know, it's just the case. I don't, I don't know if teams are going to be aggressive or not. Maybe the winter meetings will help out, but it really doesn't really do much for it's more trades, I think. But uh, it's, it's rough because it's frustrating when someone like us, we both have been pushing for Wheeler for a while, and it's like they could do it right now. But they they haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, well, not only them, but like I said, anyone else just right eight, at eighteen mil. No one, no one wants to bite on that, which is somewhat interesting because we've already had a I'd say a fairly uh, adventurous but or fairly prosperous off season so far. Uh, the Braves have signed like every reliever under the sun, and the White Sox are making moves. You know, we're seeing some extensions compared to last year, where it's literally like. We had to wait a month for the first move, and the first move was Kurt Suzuki signs a two-year deal. Like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> so it's in, it's interesting to see that it feels like this offseason is going to be a bit more uh, quick, a bit a bit more, you know, teams actually trying to make moves. But at the same time, we have this report comes out. You know, Zach Wheeler's asking for literally less than 100 mil. Everyone mm-hmm. in baseball wants him, and yet he's not signed. This doesn't make right. sense. Yeah, the third-best free agent pitcher, you know, arguably the third-best free agent pitcher. Well, well that's not than 100. Right. I mean, yeah, for me and you anyway. I mean, he should be at least. But, and yeah, it's like the third best free agent pitcher wants less than $100 million, and teams are still not biting at it. It's strange. And I think he'd fit perfectly on this team. Of course, we've mentioned that a million times. But, and I would really need to push for it because I want nothing more than Zach Wheeler on my team because I've, well, I've ruled out uh, Cole and Strasburg. So mentally, he's at the top of my free agent pile just a pile of guys he's at the top a <laughs> uh, big old pile of guys <laughs> there's Zach Wheeler at the top of it. Uh, now here this is kind of not related kind of related and uh, I've seen people talk about this uh, do you think Zach Wheeler is better than Jose Barrios yeah I do okay. right now I think in the future Barrios right can now. definitely be better but I think right now I would take Wheeler alright that's interesting I would, I would agree that. Yes. that was just a uh, I just, whatever I felt, I just said yes. So I'm going to stick with it. I think he is. Right. I would I would agree with that statement. I've just I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. Some people don't think he is. Some people think he is. I think he is. So, yeah, I mean, it's close. And they, I mean, it's a good one-two punch for sure. And they both have the upside to become, you know, much better still. So take the chance. Sign him for five years. Take the chance. We're literally going to say that no less than 20 times this episode. Just sign Zach Wheeler. Just just <laughs> sign him. What are you doing? Right. I don't know. And, you know, we'll if we're back here in two weeks and they still haven't signed him, we'll say it 40 more times because that's what we do. <laughs> just keep adding to the total. Please sign him before Christmas, before we, like, <laughs> rip our heads off or something. Please. Please. It's rough. Uh, well... Oh, it's, it's yeah, the off-season season is just terrible. And I, I find it funny because I believe you took my advice, even though you laughed at me 
when I said it. Yeah. Uh, put on notifications for Ken Rosenthal and Jeff Passan. <laughs> yes, I did do that. I, have, I, I, I know you did it, yeah. I definitely did. Yeah, I've got a – and now Darren Wolfson, of course, because he breaks the Twins news usually. So, got him. I'm just yeah, tacking yeah, it on. Yeah. you got to be quick to the jump. And, a, whoa, the Braves just signed catcher Travis Darno. So, that just happened. Wait, really? Just now? Yep. Just now, two years, sixteen million. I just got a so, notification for it as you were talking about it. <laughs> well, first of all, that's incredibly ironic. Uh, do other teams know they can sign players, or is it just the Braves at this point? Cause, yeah, what the, what the heck? heck? <laughs> I mean, good for them. They're going out and doing it, but yeah. No, that's great. I've been pushing them for them to do stuff. They annoyed me last year when they didn't really, and now they've got three relievers and Travis Darnell. Huh. Yeah, and they had also signed uh, Tyler Flowers back. He was on the team last year, but some good uh, catching tandem of Flowers, Darnell. Go, I mean, Flowers is really good defensively. I wanted him on the Twins, but that won't happen. Hmm. Well, and we're not going to get you as many grand all because Whoa. you signed up to White Sox. <laughs> Look at me making transitions over here. So uh, you signed a four-year, what was it, $73 million? Yes. No. Uh, or you around there? I mean, it was in seventy-two to seventy-five really? range. So yeah, I really should have looked that up before I said it off the top of my head. Either way, four years and a lot of money. Uh, and I, I have to I have to say as much as it pains me, it was a very good signing by the White Sox. That was a uh, right, pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, James McCann last year, you know, he he did better. He cooled off in the second half because you know his bat was unsustainable. Uh, which you could actually apply to a lot of White Sox players. That's not the point. Um, and their then second catcher was Wellington Castillo. And when your second catcher is Wellington Castillo, you probably didn't have a good season. So they decided to get the best catcher on the market. And, yeah, it's going to work out for them pretty well, I think. Uh, yeah, I would say that they've got a – yeah, so they've got two really good catches now, Grundahl and uh, – I forgot his name. What's his name? James oh McCann. My God, uh, James McCann, yes, there it is. He had a really good uh, first half last year, all-star first half. And he did drop off dramatically, like 670 OPS in the second half. But now that he has Grindahl, they've got a real good uh, duo there because McCann won't be carrying the entire workload. You know, Castillo didn't do much, as he said. But, yeah, good for them, I guess, for spending money. You hate to see that it's the White Sox because all of a sudden they might be competitive. I mean – I mean, of course, it just won't push them to 85 wins alone, but I think they're going to be con- they're going to continue to be aggressive on the market this year. Um, as has been rumored, they're going to get uh, Zach Wheeler apparently, and you know they could be out there. They were on, they were in on Machado all off season last year. They just didn't spend money. They instead bought his friends, which was odd, but <laughs> good for them for doing spending money this time around and. Look at that. It actually works on getting the player. So, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Imagine that. If you offer them more money, they will sign. Crazy. Not the same go where John Jay goes. <laughs> where John Jay and, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Yonder Alonzo. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good sign. It feels like they're kind of laying down some groundwork of some sort. For moving forward, you know, if they then want to add uh, another starting pitcher or a relief pitcher, what is. And not only that, but then 
uh, he's the kind of guy that can uh, grow and kind of mentor with uh, Lucas Giolito and uh, with Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech and all those guys, uh, which if that does turn out and that does uh, work, then maybe the division is not just a two-team race. Maybe it's a three-team race. Maybe it's a two-team race because the Indians want an excuse to drop out and they finally have one, you know. Yeah, I mean, I re- this would be wonderful if it could finally push the Indians to just trade away the pieces they would love to trade away. Because, you know, it's been annoying watching the Indians be really good lately. And I would like a, you know, back to the White Sox-Twins rivalry back like it was when I started watching baseball. So, and I, the Indians, I've never liked them. So just go trade away Lindor. Go, I don't know, Ramirez too while you're at it. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. Um yeah, the White Sox, their window, it's like it's just opening. <coughs> and they're kind of doing what the Twins did last year. Just like, except going more all in than the Twins did, it seems like. It's just like, window's open, we're doing it all. We're going to win this year, we don't care. Just kind of going for it. And it's, I guess I applaud them, but yeah, not taking a conservative approach for that window opening analogy that Levine likes to use. <laughs> well, 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 we'll see. They still need to make other I suppose. Granted. Because I – and I think I'll get to this later because there was a question we had that specifically pertained to this, where it seems like we've already written off – it's already a foregone conclusion that the White Sox are about to nail free agency, which they might do. They might, right. you know, go ahead and do that. However, it is currently uh, November the 24th, and they have signed <laughs> one player. Granted, it was one really good player. It was a really good signing. However, they're going to have to do a few more other things before I can officially tout them out as spooky or spooky or however you want to, you know <laughs> – the challengers for the AL Central. Right now, they're setting good. They're taking steps. They're setting good groundwork. I'll give them that, but there's still a little bit more work. I mean, I've got them as the next year's AL champs representing the AL in the World Series. Grundahl, AL MVP. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> all right. no, so you're we right. really are just going to be shitposting this entire episode. No. It's all I've been doing lately. But anyway, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just kidding. I, I agree. I guess I'm definitely getting a little ahead of myself on the White Sox. So. I think they'll get one of the pitchers. I don't know who. I don't know if it'll be one of the top. How many are left? It's Ryu, Bumgarner, Wheeler, Cole, Strasburg. Yeah, there's five. Odorizzi. Okay, it's all of them. No, no one signed yet. Well, yeah, I meant, you know, with Odorizzi, there's five left. So. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, so five good ones. I would, I would say one goes to the Twins, one probably goes to the White Sox. I don't know which one's going where, but, yeah, that's my guess. That's what I'm guessing. It wouldn't surprise me. I could see it. I mean, cheap Polad. Oh. Blaine Hardy only. <laughs> Blaine Hardy. Yeah, nothing. Uh, there is no rage quite like a, a middle-aged man getting mad at a minor league signing. There's, <laughs> it is incredible, the amount of vitriol that can come out of stuff like that. I admit, I saw it, and I was like, why? But then I was like, it's a minor league signing. I don't need to care. It won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so... If I you no no granted the people that listen to this probably already are aware of this so you don't need this PSA but right. here's a nice PSA if you ever see minor league deal don't care you do not have to care you are under no obligation to care about anything uh, yeah that's definitely right because it it's you know there's no reason that it could go wrong in any way. Like yeah. it couldn't. It's not going to prevent you from spending. And if he's not good, they'll just say, "All right, bye." Like I, this is like last on their list of things to talk about. But <laughs> we're getting into it here, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
kind of just in general talking, I guess. Right, yeah. Not trying to analyze it yet. It was like, I guess, Ryan Harper less. I think it was different. I don't know if he was. But, yeah, Ryan Harper essentially. just You never know. If he wasn't good, they would have just cut him. But he turned into a solid pitcher for the first half of the season. So that's pretty good. Yeah, either it's Mike Morin and he, like, exists for, like, a month, or he's Cody Allen and no harm has been done. Like Cody it, Allen. <laughs> there, there are no there are no stakes. Remember Cody Allen? Yeah. There are yeah. no stakes. We talked about him so, for a while. We kept bringing up his double-A stats, so he walked everyone. That was fun. He was walking everyone. And I remember people be like, oh, he threw a scoreless inning, and then I'd go watch it. I'm like, man, there were three yeah. morning track flyouts right there. I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was bad. Everything about that was horrible. But it didn't matter at all because minor league signings don't affect anyone, I guess, except for the, there you go. the, the guy. But we don't talk well, about personal feelings. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care about your feelings. There's <laughs> a quote of this podcast. Right. Um, oh, well. Well, so I guess we can we should officially move on to a solid topic now. Uh, hmm. So we got some some minor, you know, twins kicking the tires on guys. Uh, of course, this you know this is, this is probably my least favorite type of news report because like right. uh, whenever you hear like shown interest in or kick tires or this preliminary stuff, uh, here's another pro tip: there's preliminary stuff on every single player ever. Okay, remember hey, remember that report last year? The Twins had prelim- preliminary stuff about Paul Goldschmidt. Where did that go? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. Well, you know, Cardinals it, took him before we could get to him. We were going all in. I promise. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Uh, but I, I guess my bigger point is uh, this kind of stuff just, like, sucks you in, and it's not really anything whatsoever. Every, Literally every team is going to talk to every single player, uh, whether via trade or whether via free agency, just to, like, get a gauge. If they're not doing that, then they're not doing their job. So <laughs> take all of these with massive grains of salt. Yeah, yeah, I mean – as boring as that is to say, it's completely true. And yeah, but the four players we do have listed that they're that they have been rumored to check in on: Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner, the two starting pitchers, who the Twins are like. I don't know if it's likely, but those are the two guys that if the Twins were to sign a starting pitcher, it'd probably be one of them. And then something surprising I heard they were looking at Donald Josh Donaldson and Todd Frazier for the infield. So I don't know what to. Come think of that. Oh, Josh Donaldson was surprising. Like, I guess sign him, get rid of Crones, and out of first, and you have the best infield in baseball. But yeah, I like it. <laughs> I mean, that is a pretty good infield if you think about it. Uh, yeah. Donaldson so yeah, with the rise, so no. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, just don't don't look at the defense. Defense doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so what, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I'll, I guess I'll. I'll talk about the second half. So Donaldson and Frazier, uh, they kind of tie into them, the C.J. Crone decision we're going to get to soon, uh, mm-hmm. where it seems like basically the only move that's going to happen for position players – well, I shouldn't say that. There's, there's a few that could possibly happen, either, you know, the trading of Rosario, signing a second catcher, and then the other option, which may or may not happen, is uh, what happens at first base. Do you just re-sign Crone? Uh, well, not resign him, but he's got uh, he's got a last year of arbitration. Uh, or do you sign a third baseman and move Sonota first? Tells you you're going to take a hike. You know, those are kind of the the two options we're sitting at here. So if they're looking at Donaldson and Frazier, or thinking about it, then uh, 
that second pass might might be what they're interested in potentially. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, they I heard Donaldson he did have a solid season last year coming up one year deal of four point nine war. He hit thirty seven bombs. I mean he is old. Thirty four and well he's thirty three, but he'll be thirty four at the start of next season. Yeah, I mean I don't the Todd Frazier report really threw me off guard because it doesn't seem like much of an upgrade, you know? Like, I mean, he unless they're going for, a, I don't know what they could be going for. I I didn't like this at all. He's 33, going to be 34 when the season starts. You know, he hit 21 bombs last year, 1.9 war. He was all right. I mean, OPS of 772 only. So, I it's I mean, Donaldson would make sense. I would like that if they can get him on like a one year deal, but. Todd, I don't like Todd Frazier to the Twins. That doesn't, I don't know. I'd rather keep Sano and Crowen if I get the option. No, Frazier is certainly very whelming. I would I would agree with you there. Yeah. He's actually, when I then went to check his Fangraphs page for 2019, it was a bit better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.9 F4 over 133 games. So, you know, if he did play a full season, that's just a hair over two, which would imply that he's a slightly above average player. Um, now, the, the OPS is a little unfair to him because City Park is a pitcher's park, so 106 mm, okay, WRC Plus yeah. actually isn't bad. Uh, defensive F4 was positive. I haven't looked at any other defensive stats, but uh, apparently he still has it with the glove. Now, if we're asking to – if we're looking at comparing Todd Frazier and Josh Donaldson, well, I think I do have a preference regarding that. I don't think I have to say it, but I don't think Frazier would be a terrible option. But like you said, it would kind of be like, why don't we just keep Crone? What's what's the, right. the upgrade here? It's not much. Right, and yeah, I mean, same play. Todd Frazier play much first base? Do you, I'm assuming you don't know the option answer to that, but I, would I think play. he actually did. I think he okay. did. But either way, it's like essentially on offense, even if you want to say they're the same player, I mean, you keep Crone because he's better defensively at first base at least. He's been here for a year. He knows what he's doing, and we saw how good he can be. Todd Frazier, I think we know his – we know what – you know what you're getting. You're getting exactly mm-hmm. what he did last season, maybe even a little downgraded because, I don't know, he was still Todd Frazier. He's kind of old, and the ball was – I don't know, the ball was uh, just a little bit lit up last year, so uh, <laughs> you never know. But, uh, well, it's just a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, if we're talking upgrade Josh Donaldson, Frazier, obviously, you'd go Donaldson, but uh, Frazier Crone – he had, you know, still goes to Crone, so I guess I didn't think. I don't know why the Twins would be doing this. Why are they checking in on players? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, why are we? I like how I, I just went on my spiel about it, and then we're like, all right. And the next thing we'll do <laughs> is then talk about this, like ridicule them. <laughs> so it's precisely what I just talked against. But I guess <laughs> there's no, there's no way to avoid this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, if we did, yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about it. So whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so. Uh, uh, what, what do you think of Bumgarner? I, he, I, to me, he's just, I'd rather have Wheeler by a lot. But I guess, you know, Bumgarner would be nice, right? <laughs> I, see, now, now we, we have been very much on record for having mixed opinions on Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went from he's literally no better, better than Kyle Gibson to, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe we should have said that. Uh, <laughs> now, 
I, I just don't know with him because his uh, his peripherals look decent. You know, he actually had one of the best uh, – he had a better uh, walk rate than he did last year, and the strikeouts were up. However, I also – did you see Tom Froming's tweets the other yeah, day? Yeah, the, the uh, hard hit balls would be – that would be a lot – Yeah, he'd give up a lot more home runs in target field than he did in San Francisco, right? Yeah, so basically, yeah, like like I said, so Tom overlaid his uh, spray chart uh, over what target field would be, and uh, oh boy, that did not look good at all. <laughs> there were quite a lot of deep flyouts that are caught in uh, what, is, what is that, AT&T Park? Yeah, um, that would not be caught in target field. Well, I should I should rephrase that. They would be caught, but uh, by fans, which is not what you want. So. I, I just don't know. I don't think he translates well uh, to anywhere else. And also looking at some early, like, uh, Fangraphs progression. Uh, not progressions. What is it? What is it when they, when they like? Oh, pro- projections? Projections. There you go. That's the word. Uh, thank you. Uh, looking at some early projections for Madbum, not too kind to him. So oh, wow. I, I don't really know. I'm looking at I it right guess, now. like. Yeah, uh, they have depth charts and steamer at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have uh, zips yet. No. Go harass Dan Samborski about that. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like they think he's going to age well, which might be true for a 30-year-old. He's already thrown, like, a million innings. So I I don't know. If you, if you get him, if he's like your if – if he is just a guy, then I'd be fine. If he is the guy, then you probably have a problem. Mm-hmm. He doesn't strike oh, okay, me as the type of guy. Yeah, well, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy at all that the Twins would be in on, I guess. But because, you know, the uh, old – he seems so much older than 30. It's unbelievable he's only 30 to me. Still, <laughs> you know, he's thrown so much. But, yeah, uh, just, you know, guy that you know what you're getting, I guess, not really much upside. And the downside is a lot more likely is kind of why they didn't sign Keiko, I guess, so. And while they're on, while we're on that, I will confirm you are still out on Dallas Keuchel, correct? Oh, I've been out on Dallas Keuchel for like two years at this point. Uh, I've never wanted him in my life. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> just making sure on that. But yeah, Bumgarner, he's I don't know. I'd probably even take Ryu over him. Ryu, I haven't looked into much either because I don't know. I've been all in on Wheeler, so <laughs> I've had blinders on to anyone else. It's kind of it's kind of bad, but. Yeah, it, I think they'll get someone, obviously, but I don't know if they'd go Bumgarner route or just – it's rough. I mean, it's it's tough because he doesn't seem like a guy the Twins would be going after, and I just I guess I don't really know why. It just strikes me as that. That's it? You just – I mean, I'm trying to think, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, why – Oh no! They're trying to think. That's dangerous. It, see, this is where it gets rough. <laughs> no? yeah, yeah. And well, kind of just what you said. The projections show him just getting so much worse, and the Twins have been reluctant to ever throw a huge contract out there. Why would they do it for Madison Bumgarner when he doesn't have your favorite word upside? Really, Ooh. doesn't make sense. Yeah, thanks for throwing that back in my face. Uh, yeah, I like that word. That's what I use in we. Yeah, no, it's. Phenomenal word. Uh, yeah, like I said, he just doesn't doesn't really have much of the upside. So I I don't I don't really know. I don't know what to 
Actually, no, I'm going to take a hard stance. Well, I already, I guess I took my hard stance. So, you know, if they just get them, they're like, all right, we're doing more. All right, cool. If they're like, we have come around with our crown jewel of free agency, Madison Bumgarner, then I'd be like, oh, shit, this isn't going to end well. Well, if I don't think they're not going to sign two really good starting pitcher free agents. They're going to sign – I mean, that's my opinion. I think they're going to sign – What if they did? One, I mean, they could, but I don't think they will. They're going to sign one free agent. They're going to make one trade. And if that free if they make a trade and sign Mad Bum, are you still in the same boat, or is it like should have done more? Well, it depends who they're trading for. Uh, I suppose. Um, Matt, uh, Max Scherzer. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> if they gotta, but yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, and I Madison Bumgarner is not what I want, despite him being pretty good. <laughs> I have a, it's weird. So I, I've been I'm too picky. I've been kind of, been kind of sitting on this for a little, for a little bit. I think this is my my official, my other official stance. Kind of relates to Madbum. I think the the goal for the Twins this off season is get a starting pitcher better than Jake Odorizzi. If you do that, yeah. you have succeeded. If you do not, then you have failed. I think it's just that simple. Would you rank Madbum better than Odorizzi? I would not. Okay. Wheeler, yes, obviously. I mean, I think Wheeler, Wheeler yes. 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 Ryu. Yes. Uh, that's so. You're hoping for either uh, Wheeler or Ryu. Cause that's about it. Because I don't think any of the other starters. Keiko, you'd say no. Well, um, well, not hard. Said you get a starter. You could still trade. Right, you could. But I, you know, I don't know who all the trade targets are. Robbie Ray. Uh, off the top of my head, I say yeah, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, all right, John Gray. Yeah. Yes, I actually really want John Gray. All right, yeah, I figured you would. Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Oh, come on. You know. <laughs> you know my answer to that. That's your guy. Yeah, I know. That's my boy. I saw him twice live last year. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Sorry. That's all I got. Those are, that's my uh, rapid-fire questions for today. That's gotcha. it. All right, there you go. We need, need to do more of that. Keep us on our toes. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So, really got it going. Your adrenaline. There you go. I'll make a, I can't wait for you to cut up that audio and send that out as... Our, uh, our official uh, content <laughs> or whatever hey. whatever you have be. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. I, we got to advertise. I got to advertise this thing better. I'll totally do that. I got it going. Yeah, you do. Yeah, man's <laughs> want to be social media, and yet we have no social media. How does that work? Yeah, you know what? Our, we took like two weeks <laughs> off, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Didn't realize this was an us problem. Right. Hey. <laughs> anyway. I do nothing on that account. I do nothing on that account. I don't. I, I barely I, even. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm the same actually, but I totally should. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. I guess. I guess we're gonna move on from whatever the hell that was. So, <laughs> I'm talking about the CJ Crone decision. So, well, we say decision as in uh, that's for tendering contracts, and it's been interesting the last two off seasons. I feel like we've had a lot more non-tenders than, like, any other uh, off-season. And then it prompts me to think of chicken tenders a lot, which really just makes me hungry. Uh, they should just change the word for t- from tender to something else because it's just annoying. So uh, we'll, we'll see that. I think he's the only one kind of on that bubble as far as, like, oh, maybe he gets non-tendered. Uh, so I, I think it'll depend. It, although it's interesting, though, because with that deadline, then, wouldn't it kind of push you to – 
you know, sign, you know, if you're going to sign Josh Donaldson, would you sign him beforehand rather than, you know, let CJ Crone and then maybe run the risk of someone else snatching up who you want? Yeah, because with Crone, it's not really like if you let him go, he's not a free agent, right? He has, he has a chance to be claimed by every team before hitting free agency, right? Uh, I don't think there's claims. I think they just straight up become free agents. Really? Even even though he has one year of team control? That was how the Twins got last year, wasn't it? Uh, well, no, because he was DFA'd, not, oh, not tender. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I got that mixed up. Then, yeah. So, then, in that case, um, yeah. if they're not going to or tender Crow in here, yeah, um, <laughs> if they decide to let him walk, they could probably bring him back for less than what his salary would be if they do uh, bring him back on the what he would be earning on his tender. It's a weird word, man. He's on his tender. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard that if they do let him go and try to pursue something else and it doesn't work, then they have a shot at bringing back uh, C.J. Crone just for cheaper because, as we know, he didn't really perform well enough to get get a lot of money, especially in a market that hates slightly aging first baseman and uh, just hates spending money overall. So, I mean, maybe they could bring him back for cheaper if they don't, you know, aren't able to get Josh Donaldson. But I guess with Crone, there's a lot of players that match his skill set anyway. I I don't know what the decision's going to be. That's it's, I've been thinking about this since, like, October, and I still have no idea what they'll do because they haven't really – there's been no rumors or anything. It's just, yeah, we're going to make a decision here, but I don't know. Do you have any idea? Like, what do you think? I don't know. I, I was, it's something I've been thinking about also, because it feels like they were, front office has shown that they can be really shrewd as far as that kind of stuff, where it's like, yeah, paying, uh, you know, I think it's pro- whatever Crunch projection is, like seven or eight million for a first baseman who, you know, if you got to be rude about it, actually was pretty below average all in all last year. Granted, he did have the thumb injury, so it wasn't necessarily his fault. But at the same time, you know, performance is performance. You can't, you know, right. judge. You, you can't you can't make excuses, especially in this business. They don't want to. So I, I, I'm leaning more towards that he does end up getting the non-tender, uh, throw on the fact that also first baseman are literally a dime a dozen, consider, mm-hmm. consider the way they got C.J. Crone. It was a waiver claim. Uh, right. So – you know, and if you, if worst case scenario, you run into the season without a first baseman, uh, I think you have, you know, a lot of other things you can worry about rather than just that. So, well, they got Rooker and Rayleigh. I mean, they could easily take well, yeah. over, of course, if if worst yeah. comes to worst. Yeah, precisely. You got yeah them or uh, Kepps played first. Uh, not, I don't believe in the majors, but he played in the minors. Sure. Um, you know, really, really just off the top of your head. Hell, let's help Nelson Cruz play first base. Why not? <laughs> Have some fun with it. Yeah. Shit, Rock, maybe Rocco could play first, honestly. Um, <laughs> All right, slow down now. What are you doing? Okay, well, I'll calm down. I mean, he's, he is younger than Cruz, I'm just saying. That's true. Uh, but anyways, I, it's it'll be a decision, but I think either way, I'll just be okay with it because I can see the arguments for and against. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, like, a massive, you know, this is really going to shape the future of the franchise decision. <laughs> I think it's just a decision. Well, it's all we got, so. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly true, yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's and that comes in in, what, is that six days? Oh, no, actually, like eight days from now, so. Yeah. Unless it's the 31st, which I have no idea if there is or not. I'm just going to guess, so. 
I'm saying no. <laughs> no, no 31st. Uh, there, there is no 31st. Well done. Yes. All right. It's been about eight days, approximately. Yeah. It'll still be less or more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I have no idea on CJ Crow. Honestly, they could, they could not. Either way, as you said, there will be alternatives that will be just as good, maybe slightly better, maybe slightly worse. It's like you're going to get the same production, <laughs> but it's all we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This actually might be a, an interesting Twitter question to throw out there. Or would you Tender bring back or Jake Cron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just say bring back because Tender is a weird word. Yeah, I'm really – I mean, I know it's the official terminology, and, you know, using official terminology has been beaten into my head. But, like, <laughs> God, it's such a weird word. I'll just put it out there right now so we can get the results at the end. Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting. All the people checking Twitter are watching football. <laughs> I actually I have not watched a single down of football today, and I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. Good. I yeah, sat, I mean, I sat in my room and like in the other room and just meaninglessly watched a game. I didn't care either way, and I have no idea what the score was or anything because I paid no attention to it. But yeah, that's fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great when Vikings are on by, and I'm like, I just don't have to care. It's it's so lovely. After this, I'm probably gonna go take a walk or do something weird like that. I don't even know. Weird. Yeah, no. Should the Twins bring back C.J. Crowen for the 2020 season? Is that more or should I add something? Is that good or should I add more? I don't know. That sounds all right. All right. Uh, I'll post it. I'll go retweet or something. Oh, thanks. Oh, oh, of course. Anything. Anything. So Excellent. Now, Two hours. Now we're done talking about that, and while you're focused on that, we can talk about some of actual substance that happened. So mm. the, is the deadline to add players uh, so that they're uh, players for the 40-man roster so that they weren't eligible for the Rule 5 draft? Uh, you want a, a primer on that? There's more details uh, you know, on Twins Daily and anywhere else. I guess the, the TLDR is uh, after players in the minors long enough, then they become eligible for the Rule 5. Of course, they can be taken by any team, and then they have to be on the roster for a year once do that, then they're under team control like usual. Uh, basically done so that teams can't just hoard prospects and just keep them down in the minors. So that deadline was the other day. The Twins added uh, Johan Duran uh, along with Gilberto Celestino, Travis Blankenhorn, Dakota Chalmers, and Luke Rayley, which increased the 40-man roster to 37 players. And then the two players uh, of most note who were not added – were Wander Javier and Griffin Jacks. Uh, so, where where do you even want to start with that? That's a lot to bite off. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I actually predicted all five ads, so that's really cool. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, dude. I know nothing about the minor leagues, and here I go. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Oh, you wanted Wander Javier to be added, am I correct? I, I don't know if I wanted to. I just was expecting him to, so uh, I was okay. a bit surprised when he wasn't. I think there's no chance that someone will pick up pick him up. I mean, he's ranked high for a prospect, but he played one. He's played like what one year, and he was. I mean, I, just to be blunt, he was horrible. I mean, <laughs> and he's 20 years old. Ouch. It's true. I don't think a team's gonna pick him up and hold him all year on their bench, like maybe 26 man roster, but. No, to me, Wander Javier is definitely safe. And so be at it next year if he does anything well. But 
he no, he's not. I don't think he's close. So I was glad they didn't add him. Well, it's, it's certainly an interesting kind of a uh, uh, strategy you have to utilize there because. Uh, yeah, you look at, you know, Javier, obviously he's incredibly talented. You know, they spent, I think it was like $2 million, uh in the uh, international uh, agency, to, you know, to acquire him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when a guy struggles at Cedar Rapids, low A, you know, what really are the odds that a major league team is going to, you know, add him to the year, uh, to the roster for a whole year? You know, it's like if he's if he's struggling at low A, another major league team is not suddenly going to be like, oh, he'll – be passable enough in the major league roster for us to keep them around. Like they're not going to do that, or maybe they do. Maybe the Tigers are like, we don't even get, you know give a shit about player development. We're just going to have, you know, which wow, just that to ruin the surprising. Twins. Yeah, they don't even they're want to develop this guy's career. Like, yeah, we don't. Even. Yeah, they're just going to ruin this guy's uh, career because we're assholes. Like, <laughs> I mean, they've done, I mean, we've seen stuff like that before. Uh, off the top of my head, like Alan Cordoba, I, I don't think he played anything above Double A. And then right, above high A, and then it was picked up by I think it was the Padres or something like that, uh, or that the 19 year old Elvis, Elvis Luciano, who was literally like the worst pitcher in baseball for the Blue Jays, uh, mm, yeah, and was uh, obviously not ready at all, and yet they still <laughs> kept him around. So major league teams do do this kind of stuff, unfortunately. I suppose, yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be really weird. like it's if they did put him on the 40 man roster, it's almost like he's taken up a spot, you know, like, obviously he is, but as in, like, Dakota Thomas, you don't see as just sitting there taking up a spot. I guess with Javier adding him, I'd be like, well, what's he going to be on the team in, like, three years? So, if that, I mean, I don't know, unless he suddenly becomes really good, like he's supposed to, but I'm really low on Wander Javier, I don't know if you could tell, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've, I've known for a while, yes. Yeah, okay, I forgot I brought that up a while ago. But, yeah, uh, I would be really surprised if another team took him. Like, I just don't think it's happening. And yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It might. What, what actually is the draft? I should have looked that up. I don't know either. Um, no one ever talked about it. Well, I'll look it up. No one ever, yeah, no one ever does. And uh, I currently have the MLB.com article, and I don't think a deal from parts mentioned it. So <laughs> I, I, looked, I, guess. I looked it up. The Rule Fight of Draft is in December. That's all I got. <laughs> nice. Just hey, it down. It's just a huge text, December, with an image on the right side. A creative spelling of December. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice. <laughs> well, so there's Javier. Uh, the other one unprotected, as I mentioned, was Griffin Jacks. Uh, if you don't know, he was uh, a pitcher. I think he made, like, two AAA starts, made the most of his year at AA. Pretty, like... Known for having incredible command, uh, yet I don't think teams care about that these days, tragically. So uh, he was left open. I won't surprise if he was taken because he's a bit more polished than, you know, some other guys might find there. So maybe he does get taken. We'll see how that goes. But then as far as guys added, like we mentioned, uh, Duran, Silstino, Blankenhorn, Chalmers, and Rayleigh. Duran was, like, the most no-brainer, no-brainer of all time. I think he's, like, the – Probably the third best pitching prospect on the Twins right now. Uh, Silestino kind of surprised me, uh, but he, he is incredibly talented and did really well at Cedar Rapids to uh, end the year. Actually, might have ended the year at Fort Myers, but did well at Cedar Rapids like the second half. And then Blankenhorn was added 
somewhat surprising to me. I'll explain later. Uh, Chalmers was added, which doesn't surprise me. And Luke Rayleigh was added, which that actually really surprised me, if I'm being honest. Uh, remember when I said, I guarantee you Luke Rayleigh will be added? Look at that. You better remember that. I actually literally do not. I'm not even, like, memeing right now. What? I do not remember that. But I, like, no, on here, I was like, I guarantee you Luke Rayleigh will be added. You're probably, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I I don't remember. I just remember that. I'll bring. I won't bring it up because I'm too lazy. But I did. So whatever. Anyway, it's interesting. One of the interesting things about this is a uh, four out of the five guys, except for um, Blankenhorn, were added via the trade deadline. Was it just not 2019, but the year before? So 2018. Hmm. Uh, Rayleigh from Brian Dozier, Chalmers for Rodney, uh, Celestino for Presley, and uh, Duran for Escobar. So good job, Twins. You seem to be knowing what you're doing via trade. So. I guess it was yeah. giving away some players that I enjoyed, but I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, and they already, from that deadline, they already had Smelter and uh, Alcala right. on the 40-man, so there you go. That's a, yeah, right. that's a lot of players. Nailed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well done. Um, well, we should actually watch some of these guys play before we say that. But No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, we're judging right now. So, really, really surprised me more so a – more so that now he did really well at AAA, I will say this, uh, and did well at the Arizona Fall League also. Uh, found they had, I believe. It, it's just that where where's the spot for him? Uh, you know, specifically if you want to narrow it down to left-handed hitting outfielders at the major league level, the Twins already have four of them, straight up. You know, you already no. have Kepler Rosario <laughs> ahead of him for the backup. You have Cave and Lamont Wade. You know, so I'm like, what? I, I don't really see a place for him. I don't know if he's just trade bait. I don't know if you have a plan for him. I, I just don't really see it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they just added him because they were sure he'd be taken. It was one of those things just like, add him, and maybe we can find a trade for him, and then eventually, cause, you know, best-case scenario, they could, I guess not for him, but best-case scenario for the Twins, they're able to <laughs> trade him. But, I mean, but anyway... um. Yeah, if if all if it doesn't go well and eventually you don't have room and you've got to get rid of him, you know, you can just remove him from the 40-man and he'll just probably get claimed by someone, of course. But he was, I'd say he was destined to be taken in this draft if not put on there. So, you know, put him on there. Uh, see if you can trade for you know, get anything in a trade for him or just see if he becomes something unexpected. And But if not, no real risk. I guess... It's just kind of it's just weird to me, I guess. You just hate being wrong. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, yes, I do hate being wrong. I'm just like, maybe maybe I shouldn't be thinking about it. Maybe I'm thinking two steps ahead too much. You never know yeah. how this plays out. Yeah, I think they added based just like mostly on who they thought would be taken more so than who they will need in the future. Does that make sense? Well, it also might be, you know, who has a better shot at being, you know, useful major league players. Right. Not yeah. not even, like, not even in the necessarily, like, next year, but, like, in maybe the year afterwards. Maybe, you know, you kind of get what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. These, and these guys have, as I would mm-hmm. like to say, upside. <laughs> they certainly do. And uh, your guy, uh, Travis Blankenhorn, was added. I think that was someone that you – didn't think would be or, or is he kind of the same situation as Rayleigh, just no real spot for him? 
Yeah, it's not like I hated Blankenhorn. It was just that right. I was thinking about it and like, yeah, infield, outfield. Uh, I, I don't like know. Average batter, average fielder. And yeah. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. did well this year, which was nice. Did. But, yeah, again, I was like, I, I don't know. Okay, sure. Adam, why not? Yeah, I think he's in the exact same boat for me as well as Rayleigh. Just he was going to be taken if he didn't, Adam. So Adam, see if you can do anything with him. If not, no real harm. Uh huh. So there's Blankenhorn Chalmers. Didn't surprise me at all. He has you know ridiculous stuff. It was now he's also like ridiculous stuff. No command. And granted, everyone has this <laughs> in the minor leagues, which was very fun to watch. Had a few times I saw him at Double A. Because he'd just, like, make a mockery of three straight hitters and then walk the next guy in four pitches, and I'm like, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, but he was at his – he might be interesting, though, because I think he is a bit farther away. Uh, as I mentioned, he was at double-A for a little bit, but it was really only during the playoffs. So we'll we'll see how that, that turns out. I do like him, though. Yeah, I just yawned. That's my bad. <laughs> wow, I bored you so much. Incredible. Sorry. My bad. Uh yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Chalmers, who's, they kind of robbed the A's in that Fernando Rodney trade if Chalmers turns out to what he could be. Uh, I think it was was it Chalmers? No, it was Celestino. I'm thinking of an interview that was recently done with Sad Levine and Eric Falvey. Someone asked the uh, asked them, who's the most in under-the-radar prospect that you expect to be really good? And they both instantly answered Celestino. So not the guy you were talking about, but to get on to him, yeah. They're excited about that. There's the next guy. Yeah, Gilberto Celestino. <laughs> First, as we mentioned, came over in the Astros, uh, Ryan Presley trade. Uh, the much maligned, despite the fact that, you know, neither of these players are really played at the major league level. Uh, yeah. But Celestino is very interesting. Uh, kind of prototypical, uh, toolsy outfielder type. The bat never develops. He still has the speed glove and, uh, what's, what's the other tool? One of the missing tools? I mean, he can hit fine. Yeah. He... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, at, at Cedar Rapids, yes, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, we'll, we'll see as he goes up. Well, I think I just lopped off a tool. Yeah. I straight up can't remember it, so. Well, speed, glove, I don't know, arm? Speed, glove, maybe. I think so. <laughs> Whatever he's good at, it's good that he's good at it. <laughs> Whatever it is that he's good at, I know he's good at it. Uh yeah, it's kind Whatever. of right? In- interesting. So there's that. And then uh, Duran, as mentioned, don't have to, I don't think I have to spend much time on him. He's been incredible. Yeah. It's not, no shock there. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was excellent. And he was the one guy that everyone kind of agreed on was a lock. And we'll likely see him in the major leagues next year. He was, yeah, I think someone, uh, him and Alcala were kind of looked at similarly, but. Duran still is a starter, I think, and I don't know if they're going to switch him to the bullpen, but he did start 22 games last year, so I don't think he's going to the bullpen. Have you heard anything about that? I have not heard anything about that. Okay. I would highly doubt if they decide to go that way. Okay, yeah. I just get him and I'll call him except all the time. So. <laughs> oh, I yeah. see. I mean, yeah. I guess they, they come over in the same deadline. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, these well, are the same pitcher, and I'm glad they're both <laughs> really good. These are the same. This is the same person. <laughs> I see no difference. 
Their names aren't even set. It's whatever. I mean, both were added. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, we can talk oh, the big about news. The, the, the big news. The, the signing that hasn't happened but will happen was announced. Darren Wilson broke that the Twins are getting close to, which read as will definitely happen, signing Blaine Hardy. Uh, of course, you should remember him because he's been a long-time Tiger, uh, lefty reliever. And, well, he was, uh, being quite blunt, he was not very good last year. No. And he's sporadically been good at a few times. His 2018 was pretty good. Well, he was the kind of swing man. And he was also really good in 2015, and that's about all I got there. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to add. Last year, 4.47 ERA, even worse FIP at 5.72. His F4 was negative 0.3. K per nine, lower than six. It, I mean, home run per nine, higher than two. Nothing really went well at all. Home run per fly ball, 20.4%. My God. <laughs> Dude was bad. And, you know, maybe yeah. the Twins see something, but, yeah. Well, I don't know what they got here. Well, and as you mentioned, this is this is going to be a minor right. league deal. Even if they don't see anything, it's probably just depth. Uh, just you know, going over who he is just for the sake of doing it. We got nothing else to talk about. Uh, what really was interesting when I looked at his fangraphs, I was like, okay, what was he doing differently this year? Basically, like no fastballs. Fastball percent was down to twenty-one. A lot of uh, you know, he was throwing a cutter for the first time ever. Uh, 12%, and then 44% change-ups when his next high was 27. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, this man was just change-up heaven, and then 20% curveball. He was basically curveball change-up, and, like, the occasional That's basketball. weird. That, that Which is really weird, happen. and evidently yeah. it did not work. <laughs> my fastball is my change-up. It's, it's just a slow fastball. That, that's weird. I You know what? Whatever. You're just throwing two off-speed. Yikes. <laughs> This whole pitching thing doesn't make any sense. Right. Who does that? I don't know. We just we just criticize them for when they try to do it, of course. It's just it's our job. Yeah. We just criticize them when Martin Perez can't throw a strike. <laughs> That's all over now. Are you sad? Oh, no. Actually. No. Actually. Um, no. I, I saw that. Do not. You see that? Think they're they're going to bring them back. I will mention it. I'm not even uh, talking about that. As the reliever, probably, or fifth starter, if it, you know, sign Wheeler and Perez, you got your rotation set. All right, so we have some questions. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> Yes, I'm going to make this a transition now. I just don't want to talk about it. That was awesome. So yeah, that's fine. we, we uh, asked for questions. We did get some. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, where do I want to start? I guess I'll start here. So this was uh, Cody Perkle who sent a screenshot from, I believe this was an athletic article. Looks like it. I don't have the athletic. I'm poor. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, he asked, you guys think this plays any significant role in signings this winter? And uh, the article wrote, uh, the Twins aggressively exploring the market for rotation help, uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, put some names. The high income tax rate in Minnesota, though, could present something of an obstacle. Uh, and then it talks about high income rate compared to California, New York, uh, state income, all that fun stuff. So, this is a, actually somewhat of an interesting question. However, I do believe well, we tend to blow out of proportion this kind of stuff uh, as it pertains to signing free agents, where it's like, oh, the state income tax, or, or it's too cold. Uh, you know what fixes those problems? Money. I, I know Lots you know it. what I'm going to say. Money. 
money. Money is going to fix that. All things being equal, you offer more money, they're going to come. It's that simple. So I I don't yeah. think it plays much of a significant role at all. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, the Twins offer the same exact deal as the White Sox and he has to choose one of the two and – you know, weather concerns mean nothing. Team means nothing. It's solely based on money, which I think it is for most free agents. Which, you know, it's just how it goes. But um, same deal. Yeah. Um, this is the only factor that you know, the only factor left to consider. Then I guess we'll go to the White Sox. But if I don't, you know, I'm with you. I don't think it matters that much. And the Twins should just offer a little bit more money if it does. Yeah, it it is that yeah. simple. There now there are like loan exceptions. Uh, and specifically, I believe Addison Reed actually mentioned when he signed up the Twins, he wanted to sign in the Midwest. And, like, uh, Charlie Morton either wanted to stay with the Astros or go to Florida, or, like, David Robertson wanted to stay in the in the AL East, or or just the East in general. I guess he went to the NL East. But you do have stuff like that where it's, like, they specifically wanted to go in one location. But for the vast majority of you guys, they're like, all right, this guy gave me more money, so I'm going to go <laughs> play for him. Yeah. I mean, it's like people trying to say Garrett Cole might go to the Angels because – he uh, used to live there. It's like, no, no. If the Yankees give him more money, he's going to New York, and he won't think twice. <laughs> yeah. Remember when uh, Mike Trout was going to get traded to Philly? Yeah. <laughs> and he just signed a really large, like, the largest extension. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's about what uh, what I think of that. So. Hmm. Agreed. Let's see. Oh, I'm shocked. Uh. <laughs> Next question. Uh, I believe this was the one I mentioned earlier, or at least alluded to. Uh, what kind of bargaining advantage do the White Sox have over the Twins in the free agent market? Why couldn't really be convinced? Uh, couldn't be convinced Twins over the Southsiders. Now words matter, and uh, couldn't would imply that he is already signed. Uh, however, he is not as of this very second. I do believe, uh, unless you've gotten notification for me. No. He is no, still right, a free no notification. Agent. He is still a free agent, so nothing has changed in the last hour. Now, again, this kind of comes back to what uh, we were talking about before. Uh, the advantage is money, essentially. The White Sox offer more money. Is that even an adv- well? Sure, but I guess bargaining advantage would be they do, but it's not like they have more money. Oh, I don't think they do anyway. It's just well, I don't think there's a real in, bargaining advantage, you know. In in theory, I suppose. Uh, although that, that's then you get into the, the fist fights about owners and whatnot, and I, I don't feel like getting into that. Uh, so if you want to bargain, I still I don't really like talking about that kind of stuff because I feel like a lot of it is just moot. Like we mentioned before, you know if you know if that's the kind of guy who's like I want to go to this one location, then so be it. Uh, mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, okay, I actually had nothing else, but uh, let me go down a different path. The, the really the only other bargaining advantage I could think of is like he really likes the coaches or something like that. I think Josh Donaldson talked about uh, when he signed with the Braves, he liked that uh, because Alex Anthopoulos was the GM with the Braves, he was the GM with the uh, Blue Jays for a while. That they had the same training staff when he was with the Blue Jays, and he's like that they know me well. You know, you'll have some specific stuff like that, which I guess you can make an argument for, but I just don't see much of anything else. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's and I think on that note, you know, the Twins have a lot of the stuff that players like. I mean, you saw from last year, every single player was like, 
this is better than where I've ever been. <laughs> the atmosphere here is wonderful, <laughs> and what the coaches are doing is great. But And, yes, and players also don't look at that and go, well, that's where I'm going to go for sure. If the White Sox give them more money, they're not going to come here. It's no <laughs> bargaining advantage except the amount of money you're willing to offer. And maybe the White Sox have that. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, the, the only time a bargaining advantage will come into play is when literally you're offering the same amount of money. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's why it's a, a kind of a moot point to me. So, let's see, moving on. Uh, here we go. Do you think the Twins should be looking at Hamels as an option? Of course, Cole Hamels. And also mm-hmm. what is the likelihood of re-signing some question mark players like Pineda, Crone, and Gibson? So I guess we'll tackle the first one. I would actually really like Hamels. I think he's a solid veteran type back end of the rotation at this point in his career, but still solid. Apparently, uh, according to some source, like half of baseball is interested in him. <laughs> whether whether or not that's his agent blowing smoke or whatnot, I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'd be down for Hamels. Yeah, uh, me too. If he is the second guy they sign, or you know, he's not the best pitcher they sign or acquire this offseason, then I'm all for it. He's solid. He's I think 35 now, but he says he's got five years left in him, so give him that five-year 100. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's, he's getting one-year <laughs> deals from here on out. Twins sign him to a one-year deal. It's like the Nelson Cruz thing. There's no real risk, just high reward. And I mean, I guess risk because he could be really awful, but how likely is that? He'll be, he, yeah. he would be fine. And um, if they can sign him to be their fourth starter, you know, uh, depending on where you rank Odorizzi, uh, that would be that would be wonderful. You know, him, Wheeler, or Zebra Rios, or insert any free agent instead of Wheeler or trade target. But, yeah, why not? Yeah, I like him. Uh, and as I should mention, because I mentioned this before, he, he, however, would not satisfy the qualification of being better than Jake Odorizzi. So they would have to do more. But it would be nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so you wouldn't rank him ahead of Odorizzi then? Yeah, I would not. So Okay, good. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, did you mention the second part of that question, or did I? Well, I guess we can get to it now. Now, so okay, uh, yeah. I just want to see what it's like sort of resigning some question mark players like Nato, Crone, and Gibson. Well, they're not. I, I, sh- I should mention Crone. They're not resigning, and he's still under contract. They have the, uh, I guess, the rights control, whatever you want to. Uh, those are weird words to say. They have a control over a player. That's always that's always like rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. Kind of, kind of strange. Yeah. I know what it. I know what it means, but the implication is just odd. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I guess I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they do. I guess they they own CJ Crone right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's odd. So right. strange. I don't like. Yeah, that. that's I don't weird. Like that at all. They have or they have the right. <laughs> they have the right. Crone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it's just it just feels disgusting. But uh, so I get. If you want to be, you know, if you want to be assholes about it, technically they would not be resigning Crone. And although we've already we've already touched on that, so I'm not going to acknowledge that. Uh, what is more interesting is probably Pineda and Gibson. Um, yeah. And we there are some like preliminary reports. It was pretty early on in free agency that a lot of teams were actually interested in Gibson, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm somewhat interested in the fact that I haven't heard a, heard a peep regarding Pineda, like not at all. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of the guys, once everyone else is kind of off the board, someone will, you know, they'll pay Michael Pineda, not anything great, but he'll get, get 
a nice. Do you think he'll get more than a one-year deal? I don't know, actually. Well, he should. He's still pretty young. Yeah, he had a solid season until he uh, disappeared. Um, but yeah, <laughs> for the Twins' case, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back uh, Pineda on the one-year deal, maybe or more. I don't know, but and then because you know you can still roll a young guy out there for the first bit, and then if because. But I also think the Twins will not open with a uh, fifth starter from free agency or trades. I think they're going to want to go with someone from the minors. That's just my opinion. I don't know if you think differently. If they'll sign three pitchers this offseason, counting out Rizzi. Wait. Yeah, wait. No, wait. Um, no. They, <laughs> no. Four. Four. Time out. Do you think they will sign? <laughs> if, you, if you think they'll acquire three more starters. <laughs> right. I got it. Oh my god! Wow, that was I painful. I, I don't know how many people are on a twenty-five man roster. Or anything, <laughs> if they've already signed Jacob Rizzi, how many is left? <laughs> what is what is four minus one? I did how figure it out. All right. All right. So I don't think oh they're signing god. three more. If that's what I'm going at. I think it's get sign or trade for two more, and then roll with. A Randy Dobnak, Lewis Thorpe, Devin Smelter type. Well, now there, there's what I think they'll do, and there's what I want them <laughs> to do, and we've been over that these are two different things. So, uh, what I would like them to do is to head into the season all you know with five veterans, five guys who have been there for a while now. Although well, it's a bit weird calling Brios a veteran. That's that's kind of weird to me. Yikes. Uh I mean, technically he is. I mean, two-time All-Star, is think he's... Right. I mean, you know, he's yeah. been here a while, but hey, I guess he's a veteran now in comparison. <laughs> but, uh, you know, com- compared to the Randy Dobnax and Devin Smelters and Lewis Thorne mm-hmm. of the world, who all still have rookie, uh, you know, the, the rookie title over their head. They're not getting a lot of money into them. They're not getting... Uh, certainly so. <laughs> um, but I, w- I would prefer to not have one of them uh, with the only exception being if you do resign Pineda, because of course uh, he's suspended uh, for the start of 2020 for a while because he started having a, a well balanced breakfast. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happened. Um, Essentially. So I'll, now, if that happens and then you have to run with Randy Dobnak for a while, fine. It is what it is. But if we're like, all right, this spot's going to be open for the entire season, eh, I would not like that very much at all. Yeah. And, of course, what I think and what to hap- will happen, what I want to happen, as we've said countless times, very different. Because I think deep inside we all know what will likely happen, but we don't want to acknowledge that feeling. Well, that's off- awfully uh, introspective of you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're bringing back either of them. I think they're signing two. Sign or trade. I, you know, I hate saying having to say sign or trade. If I say sign, it means sign or trade every time. So we're all aware. <laughs> I think they'll have two starters. Pretty good ones. Yeah, I, I always get Whenever you just say sign, I get like the spatial tick. I'm just like, or trade. Because uh, <laughs> I've, I've had to keep bringing it up. I'm like, well, there's also trading. I know. It's, it's like, I know, but I just don't want to say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Yes, those two extra words, sign or trade, man. Just, well, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you you, you uh, better. I don't have time for that. So, 
Well, I guess I, I honestly don't see him bringing back Gibson. I think there's a somewhat of an outside chance to bring back Pineda. I guess mm-hmm. that's just kind of my take. So, yeah, I right. would agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the, the dreaded word. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Last question now. Uh, what do you think about the White Sox being deemed favorites to sign Wheeler so far? Uh, also, what do you think about the Twins signing Blaine Hardy? And what's your favorite breakfast food? So, really, really love the three questions here. <laughs> the, I guess the first one, uh, deemed favorites to sign Wheeler. I've seen some reports about that. I, I'm not sure. And after the last offseason about uh, teams being the favorite. Remember when the Yankees signed Manny Machado? Remember when that happened? <laughs> Yeah, deemed favorite just means someone in close to the team said, hey, hey guys, the uh, White Sox are going to sign Wheeler, maybe. And then all of a sudden they're the favorites. It means nothing. Twins, it might be just as in or more, and so might 13 other teams. Yeah, we know. For as much as we hear, we know about uh, 100 times less. So, yeah. It's it's kind of how that goes. (laughs) Which is is unfortunate because, you know, we like to – Theorize and you know, latch on to this kind of stuff, but the reality is we we don't really know. So that's right. why I have to. That's what my thoughts are. Are they are they favorites? Maybe. Do we actually know for certain? <laughs> Hell no. So, yeah, no, no idea. Yeah. Second part, we talked about Blaine Hardy, uh, right. LDR. It's a minor league deal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't have to. Don't exert more energy than you need to getting worried about exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and then you're the third part about it. That's also very overjoyed. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, if you're, like, you know, <laughs> like, clapping and, like, jumping and <laughs> dancing because your team signed Blaine Hardy to a minor league deal, then maybe you have too much energy. Maybe you're a Twins fan because, oh, wow, that was a, that was a joke no. that might have, would have been told on Twitter, not by my actual self. All right. Oh, you would – yeah, I would yourself on this podcast and yourself on Twitter, two different people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's odd. Anyway, and the last part of that question, what's your favorite breakfast food? Now, uh, I have to say, what an elite breakfast food is hash browns. Love me some hash browns. Yeah, I mean, my go-to uh, breakfast meal, if I ever go to eat breakfast, it's just pancakes and a smoothie, strawberry smoothie, banana smoothie. Excellent breakfast Ooh. meal right there. Right. I, I can respect it. I, the thing about this is there's no real wrong answer because all breakfast food is fantastic. Yeah, I actually hate eggs. Like, I wish I liked them. What? I really do, but I just, I don't. Like, I want to like eggs, but I can't. Jeez, don't like, what? I don't know. It's so, it's annoying. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. Because I'm like, yeah, eggs. like, these are really healthy for you. And I'm like, yeah, but I hate them. So it, it's annoying. I want to like eggs. It's like the only thing I can actually cook. That's weird. I can make toast. <laughs> toast. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Well, make the hell out of some toast. <laughs> oh, now now that we're done with everything, I guess I'll re- release the results of our poll. Oh yeah, what are they? With fifty-six votes, we've got. Actually, a resounding 50% yes, 50, 50% no. This did nothing for us. <laughs> really? 50-50? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. 
That's wonderful. Wow. Actually, no, a wow. 57th vote just popped in, and now it's yes at 51%. All right. It has been decided then. <laughs> you, that's that's odd. All of the replies Ooh, are basically just saying what we said, like, bring him back unless you can get someone better. Like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting, and it really is as divisive as we thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, that it's like, I, I don't know. We've said it a million times, though. It's a decision no one has any idea about, and it won't change much. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that was fun. All right, cool. I'm glad we established that, which was nothing. That's the best part, that it came out to 50. I think that was just funny. Uh, it had to. There's a, there's the only way, so. All right, I think that's all we got. Yeah, do we still yeah, do, do we still we don't really do we still do self promotions on here? I mean do we just give yeah. that up? Yeah, we should. I guess we stopped doing that. Um <laughs> Yeah, what well, well, let's see, what what did I do? Oh yeah, I wrote about Miguel Sano last week. I said he was uh, everything we were promised in twenty nineteen and uh, definitely did not suddenly diss a certain someone who made a certain video uh, a certain amount of months ago that said the opposite. Because uh, I would never do such a thing. But uh, I wrote that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, re- go read it. Oh, yeah, now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was confused for a second, but I got it. Yeah, um, I, what did I write? Oh, boy. I wrote, do you remember what I wrote? <laughs> uh, something about the Twins' bullpen. Right. Yes, because I was like, I just wrote if the Twins need to uh, address the bullpen this off season or if they think it's good and they should only focus on starting pitching. I have a horrible memory. Oh, God. <laughs> that was fun. Apparently. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we have. It is actually a lot more difficult to write this year than last year because we have so many, like, really right. good writers writing about stuff where I'll, I'll, like, have an idea, and then I'll show up, and it's already there. I'm like, damn it. Yep. Speaking of which, I actually did go back to – I mean, I'm now at Twin Daily and Twinkie Town. I'm just going all out here. Because I was like, you know, it's just <laughs> I, can, I didn't have much to write at Twins Daily some weeks. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna. They asked me if I wanted to come back and write for them, so I said, yeah. So I can basically write anything now, because yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got the best of both worlds now. <laughs> it's fun. So that's where I am now. Two places and this podcast. And Twitter, unfortunately. Hey, watch it. I'm having fun. I've already got a – I had a meme ready about this uh, podcast, but I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, I've got it ready. You'll see it tonight. Oh, great. I, I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. It's fun. It'll be good, though. Well, I believe that takes us to the end, then. So, <laughs> ignore me coughing the lung out there. Uh, yeah, that's it. Great talking. We'll come back in two weeks, and hopefully stuff has happened. I doubt it, but hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's unlikely. Crone will be somewhere. Winter meetings, I think, will be going on. Rule 5 and draft will be taking place during the entirety of December. So, <laughs> we'll have a lot to talk You know, about. now that I'm thinking about it, could you do it like one team every day? That would like, be... announce it that way. <laughs> right, because, you know, every single day is this team takes nobody. And then that's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, for like two weeks you have like, the Arizona Diamondbacks take no one. No one. 
Thank you. Come back again tomorrow. It's like a half-hour special on MLB Network every day. Well, actually, now I'm thinking about it, I guess here's an interesting question. Do you see the Twins taking anyone in the Rule 5? No, I don't think they have any reason to, unless, you know, they got some fifth, maybe a bullpen guy with the 26th spot, because they don't like to spend mm-hmm. on bullpen. But I would say no. All right. I think, yeah, I think I, I'm the same. I think the last one they took was Justin Haley and, well, much. Actually, no. They Remember took J.R. Graham? Graham? No. Well, I'm t- let's, let's best not to. Uh, <laughs> no, they took someone else after Justin Haley. What was the name? It was two years ago. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's a tragic. He's out of the Marlins. All right, this is what I get for bringing it up last second. I don't know. Did you just hear that Tyler beep from the phone? Right, him. Did you hear that beep? You just got a beep? Yeah, it sounds like when you start the recording. Oh, well. Sounds that's weird. weird. Strange. Well, <laughs> well, hopefully this shows up then. If it doesn't, then that's terrible. <laughs> just another week in our podcast, I guess. Hope for the best. Another week Another week where I got to wait eight minutes for it to show up in my inbox and then just sweat my... Eyes up the entire time. Well, I guess I'll hang up and let you get through that then. Yeah, thank you. It's been a good uh, two weeks. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. See you next time.